3: Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, H the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
0: Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
3: Listening to Fox Sports Radio.
0: Greetings and welcome inside. Final hour tonight to the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! As we saw absolute history today, I mean, not in the NBA. Look, the Bucks beat the Nets 104 uh, 89. We'll have more on that coming up in a bit. We're going to have game seven. Uh, but. It's not quite history that this team is going to want to embrace, but history nonetheless, and we always celebrate history. History is very important.
5: Yes, it's very, very important. Milestones, huge moments, the no-hitters mm-hmm. that we have seen and on this show every night. We keep a watchful eye on Major League Baseball and all the goings-on. So, yeah, I mean, it's what we do. Today, we saw a streak we never thought
0: could get there actually get there because make it 23 in a row for the Diamondbacks. First pitch,
5: Peralta on the ground is short, backhanded by Dubon, throws the first in time and the game is over and the misery continues for the Diamondbacks. They lose to San Francisco 10 to three, their 14th consecutive loss tying the franchise record and their 23rd straight on the road, a new major league record.
0: Diamondbacks Radio Network on the call. I kind of expected to hear uh, hailstorm. Oh, I missed the misery. Oh, 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 yes. 23 road losses in a row for the Diamondbacks. That is a major league record, breaking the record held by a couple of teams, including the 1963 Mets. So, hey, scratch the Mets from that. It's one really bad thing. They lost 23 games in a row on the road. They are 2-28 and 28 in their last 30 games. I mean, it is some kind of awfulness for the Diamondbacks, and clearly, I know where the blame lies for this. This is not about bad play. Look, Torrey Lavello is talking about this after the game today, and he said, "You know, about up at three, four in the morning, trying to figure things out, and can I do this? Can I do that?" Yeah, no, I get it. Now, the blame for this goes squarely on the person you're going to hear speak next on this show, Mike Harmon because he's the guy that decided to go yeah. absolutely crazy after Madison Bumgarner pitched a seven-inning no-hitter. It needs to be a no-hitter. Major League Baseball changed to seven innings. It's got to be a no-hitter. No, it's not a no-hitter. It's not through. No, it's got to be a no-hitter. Harmon puts that out in the universe. It gets out there. Diamondback fans are upset as well, going, hey, it should be a no-hitter for us. That's the last game on the road the Diamondbacks They have not won since that day. You want to know who to blame? It's not bad play by the Diamondbacks. It's not awful hitting. It's not bad pitching. It's not bad defense. It's not a bad bullpen. No, it is Mike Harmon, 100%. You got to own it.
5: Fortunately, I have broad enough and strong enough shoulders by which to carry those Diamondbacks fans. And all of you out there who know that I was right in this process. Uh, but it is How can you say you're right? They've lost 23 games in a row on the road. You're not right. You caused this. You caused this. This is you. doesn't mean I didn't upset the universe, but you know what? Sometimes you have to fight back at the universe. Sometimes you have to yell, you know what? You're wrong. No, this is Time variance authority. No. You got no control over me. I can do whatever the hell I want. You're going to stand aside and watch me dominate.
0: No, 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 you're, you're the wrong Marvel guy. You're Peter Quill in Infinity War where they're just gonna get the the, the the glove off of Thanos and you go crazy going, oh, you killed Gamora. Come on, dude, we're like two seconds away and you melt down and then look what happened. All those, we lost half the people in the world. We lost five years and Dr. Strange said it's been five years and I was like, oh, this is nice. No, that's who you are, you're Peter Quill. Oh, did we just lose? Yeah, man, it was all your fault, man. You thought you were doing something good. You were doing something bad. It's It's all your fault. It's on you.
5: You have not definitively seen me meltdown, so take that. (laughs) You have no evidence to to that uh, assertion there. I I say I should sue you for libel, slander, and everything in between. (laughs) But the (laughs) the fact of the matter is we've got a very weird convergence of circumstance because you remember John Means and we celebrated his no-hitter? Mm-hmm. The Orioles haven't won a road game since that date either.
0: Oh, yeah, they've lost 19 in a row now. Yeah, so the baseball universe has
5: just decided to say, I I just want to know which player. Was it the pitcher himself? (laughs) Was it the manager? (laughs) Who went down to the crossroads to get those big performances? Yeah. In exchange for their team's collective souls, because that's where fault. we're at now, buddy. It is all your fault. I really well. If it is my fault, then I wish I, if I, the Faustian deal had been made, that it's on me. That at least I would have gotten something out of it. I got nothing for it. I got some content on the radio. That's it. That's but we would have talked. No, but we would have talked about something else. No, you made a bad deal. You made a bad deal, man. That's what you did. You made a bad deal. Didn't get me any extra money. No. I didn't get any extra vacation. No, you made a bad deal. I didn't get my name in front of yours. None. That happened. Mm. The devil doesn't have to give you something if you don't
0: ask for. It. He's go, oh, that was nothing. I, don't, I get your immortal soul now. And all, all you do is just. get, Buddy, get I'm, I'm smarter. About oh, that's the, great, dude.
5: I'm smarter than that in life. That's the one you, thing I've learned, know. and maybe I was a little late in getting there. Is that you don't get what you don't ask for. Mm. And if folks can skate by without having to do a damn thing, they will. <laughs>
0: Twitter and How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. So just know Diamondbacks fans, it's all Mike Harmon's fault.
5: I'll take uh, it. and Bring the pain at Swollen Dome. Come
0: on. Madison Bumgarner is going to show up at your house and just beat the crap out of you.
5: It's your fault, man. It's your fault. He's gonna give you that
0: look like he is batters around running around the bases after they hit a home run off him. It's gonna be all your Buddy,
5: fault. Buddy, you man. can you can assail me with everything you got. There will be no quicksilver ending here. Your okay? Fault. I'm still standing. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, the Bucks and the Nets
0: are both still standing after the 104-89 win. Milwaukee beats the Nets tonight to force Game 7. And this was a game that Milwaukee kind of took control of early and kind of coasted. You know, it was a 10-point game for the vast majority of the contest. And then midway through the fourth quarter, the Bucks put a little bit more daylight between them and the Nets, and they win at 104-89. It was a huge night for Chris Middleton, who goes for 38, 10, 5, and 5 steals. Giannis has 30 and 17, uh, and that clearly was enough. Meanwhile, for the Nets, KD has 32 and 11. James Harden looks better with 16 points. It looked a lot better running up and down the floor tonight. But look... You expected this because this is a very even series, right? The Bucs were going home. They were the more desperate team and you expected this and the Nets are still going to be reeling a bit from their win the other night when Kevin Durant plays all 48 minutes. James Harden plays 46. And look, judging by watching the body language of this game, you know, listen, we're we're doing the show while we're watching the game. So we're watching the game as we're doing everything and and, and during breaks we're we're watching the game even, you know, more uh, uh, sharply. But just by a body language thing, you You could tell it was a different night for the Nets. Right? It was a different night for the Nets because they didn't really seem like they were going all in to win this game. Like we've seen plenty of times in the NBA. Look, you used to see this in the NBA playoffs all the time in the 90s and the early 2000s, right? A team would win a big game five to go up 3-2, and they would go, oh, you know what, we're just not even going to get off the plane for game six. And then they lose game six on the road like like 117 to 87. And it's like, okay, now we're going back to our place for game seven. We're going to win game seven at home. We're going to go on to the next round of the playoffs. That's kind of the way the Nets played this. Right? KD would, would find rest every chance he could. Uh, he never seemed like he went into overdrive. James Harden didn't seem like he went into overdrive. None of that. It's almost like the Nets came in deciding, okay we just had a big one but our guys are taxed so we'll try to stay in it for a while and if we can steal it at the end then we'll go into overdrive we'll hit that next level but if we can't we're not going to because hey it's about winning game seven we'd rather come back at home with another couple of days rest maybe harden is feeling even better than he was tonight and suddenly we have a great chance to win game seven because that's kind of the way the nets did it like if the nets had cut it to five i would say by the midway point of the fourth quarter you would have seen a different ending you would have seen more aggressiveness by the Nets. You would have seen Kevin Durant shoot every single time. You would have seen that, but you didn't. You kind of got a back and forth where, hey, the Bucs are in control. They're not missing when they're not taking threes. So that's kind of why the game went the way it did. It's like the Nets decided we're going to put this game away right now, and we're just going to get ready for game seven. And and that's that's kind of how this played out all the way through for the Nets. Had the Bucs made mistakes? It would have changed because I waited all game for the Nets to feel like you're getting your next level. They're going to get to a next level at some point, but they didn't. And 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 the last 12 to 16 minutes of this game, it was very evident that that was the net strategy of, hey, we're going to put this away, be ready for game seven.
5: Yeah, I mean, it stayed as a uh, – what, you got to seven, six ones uh, towards – the end of the third quarter, and then it ballooned back out a little bit, and then we we watched as the fourth quarter started to wind away, and and the surge happened very early in the fourth. There there was no need, right? It's the all right. We live. We've got a game seven. We already have that in our back pocket. We know that Durant has been taxed with his minutes. And like you said, you know, something we noted at the start of the show uh, as the game was going live was, well, he keeps slinking over to a corner and just kind of hanging out for possessions every now and again. So, stealing himself uh, a half a minute of on-court time, but a bit of rest, as it were. And 30 shots, so certainly wasn't shy in putting them up, but never, it, it seemed, with that same fervor of the last game now they also weren't coming back from a a huge deficit uh like last time either and you got more from harden who was more active so you could lean on him a bit which doesn't bode well for the bucks in game seven is that he's seemingly finding his legs a little bit and you just had i I don't want to say career nights because there's always maybe there's something that they'd point to uh, that was better, and obviously Bucks scribes and analysts would be better suited to having watched everything in their regular season and then some. But Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday were fan. Well, Holiday struggled from three-point range, but overall between them they put up 59 points. Are they doing that again? Is Giannis going to be able to dominate necessarily the same way he did in this game? Six of 10 from the foul line, too. I mean, so he was in the plus column there. I mean, he can frame that one. That's like, you know, when the kid gets the uh, B on a spelling test after a long time. <laughs> and it's like, you've been struggling, Johnny, but that one that one goes in because you know what? You're almost there. You're almost there. And six out of 10, hey, uh, with a curve, that, that's a really good night for Giannis at the foul line. And a zero in the three-point shot attempts. Absolutely huge. Never got himself out of uh, where he he operates most effectively. Uh, that will not happen again on the road in Game 7 would be what I suspect. Although the Nets right now, Steve Nash has to figure out how to uh, exorcise the demons of some of the shooting woes of those secondary players because they were dreadful tonight.
0: And you know, and you you hit on the thing for Giannis about not taking any threes. It's his first playoff game without attempting a three in three years tonight. Wow! I mean, it's first play where he hasn't taken a three, and that's not really what Giannis does, right? I know everybody falls into the the trap of making it look pretty and doing the, and and that's not what it is. And when and it's not about not taking so many. Well, he only took four. The bottom line is, if you're taking four threes, it means when you come down the floor, you're looking for a three and that's going to stop you being as effective as you can when it's okay my job is if I want to take something mid-range but I got to get to the hoop I want to do this when you're taking four threes this means hey I'm looking for a three once in a while and that's not really it and and the success when the Bucks have when he doesn't shoot threes you can't deny it It, it, it's this is where you know you know Budenholzer's got to say hey dude stop taking threes maybe he did didn't listen or 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 Giannis came to it of his own tonight but clearly when he's not taking threes it's a much better situation for the Bucs and they're going into a game seven that now Giannis has never won one and Harden and KD are both three and one in game sevens in their career so for the cache and the experience it's all the advantage goes to the Nets you know they're going to be more well rested uh, or more rested than they are because the way they play tonight and it's going to be Giannis going uphill he's got to play a perfect game in game seven I mean, that's what – if they're going to win this game, it's not going to be where, well, Giannis can score 23, but Middleton goes for 36, and then, you know, Drew Holiday has 22, and Michael Redd scores 40. No, 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 can't can't have that. Can't have that. He's got to have a perfect game. He's got to have a stat line of, like, 35, 15, and 8 if they're going to win this game, game seven against the Nets. That's where he's got to be.
5: Had that huge run as things did get a bit close, right? We got it to – to five with about 840 left in the fourth and then the Bucks went on a 14-0 run and that's when you saw everybody look around going alright not our night moving on <laughs> um, can they replicate look look at what Middleton did like his, his numbers were just absurd 11 of 16 from the floor 11 of 12 from the foul line 10 boards 5 assists 5 steals hey man if he can replicate that then then hats off and the bucks move on your bucks will be in the eastern conference finals uh, i don't i don't see it happening i just don't
0: Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike, at swollen. Don't remember, I picked the Bucks to go to the uh, NBA yeah. Finals before the playoffs started. I picked the Bucks. Uh, 877-99 on Fox, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Hey, don't forget, our Best Of podcast gets put up right after our show is over on iTunes. You can use the iHeartRadio app. Basically, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can get it, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Download it, subscribe to it. Rate us. We'll love you forever and ever and ever and ever. We got more NBA on the way. As something happened today that is going to change the face of the NBA in two years. Absolutely change it. What is it? We'll tell you. It's coming up next, Fox.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
0: Those are the most obvious. But let's say
6: you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good.
0: His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee.
6: It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
2: Live Nation presents Concert Week.
4: Fox
0: Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! Tonight turned into Gordon Lightfoot night. It's So just, good. It. After the Lori Lightfoot story with the Bears and moving yeah. and, you know, be relevant, uh, it turned into Gordon Lightfoot night. Because they're really the only people I know named Lightfoot in my entire life. Lori Lightfoot, Gordon Lightfoot. That's it. Nor the Lightfoots. That's a good question. I, I don't really know of any other. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, so, with tonight being... A night where we watched the Nets and Bucks force Game Seven with the Nets' passive play and the Bucks wanting to get to Game Seven. Uh, another story that really gained a lot of attention over the course of the day surrounds Zion Williamson, and this is a story that is going to explode in a couple of years. Right now, yesterday, the Pelicans parted ways with Stan Van Gundy. Didn't, you know, didn't want him around anymore after one year. And so now Zion Williamson's going to have his third head coach in three years. The Athletic had a story today in which they report that certain family members of Zion Williamson want him on another team, that Zion and his family are not happy due to the fact that New Orleans management hasn't been putting the right players around him to succeed. So this is why they would want him on a different team. And this is something we first uh, brought up a couple of months ago, is that, yes, usually everybody signs for the maximum when they can. Everybody stays with their team. Hey, you know, boy, it's a lot more money than I can sign for the maximum. Zion's going to be the guy who's going to say, I'm not signing for the maximum and I'm going someplace else. And he's going to turn the NBA on its ear. It's going to be like when Shaq said, I'm sorry, Orlando, it's been great, but I got to go. I got to go to a bigger city because I can own the NBA. Because Shaq saw when he came out of college and with the Orlando Magic Boy, I can really be something here, but I'm not going to do it in Orlando. Why? Because we're not going to win. I got to be on national TV all the time. We got to be going deep in the playoffs. I got to play in a big market. Shaq knew I need to go do something about my legacy and I got to make sure that that's what I'm doing. He goes to the Lakers and look what happened. He well, owned and we NBA. Also have. Do you want me
5: to shoot? No. Yeah. Do you right. want me to pass? <laughs> no. Because I mean, he had other things going on in his mind. That doesn't mean Zion doesn't. Uh, right. But yeah, both big guys that uh, can create havoc in the lane. So we got some similarities. I don't know if the rap and movie career is there just yet.
0: No, no, he's not going to be in Shazam too. I don't think because that would be sorry. Shazam was the good one. Kazam, not. the Yes. Shazam two is, is currently in uh, production, (laughs) I think. So Zion's going to go because he can't, he knows now we're not going to build a winner here in new Orleans, right? We thought maybe we can, but here I am three years in, it's a third head coach. We have all-star players on the team. We can't even make the playoffs. We can't even sniff the playoffs. We're eight games under 500. We can't sniff the playoffs. He's not going to stay. He's not going to commit going there long term. He talked before the draft how much he loved Madison Square Garden and wanting to play there. Look, the Knicks are going to eventually wind up with the top three players in that draft. We're going to get Zion. We're going to get John Morant, and we have R.J. Barrett. Everything's we're going to get everybody in that one. But Zion's going to be the guy to go. Why? With all that money, yeah, he's going to make it up. Right? He's already got a 75 million dollar contract for endorsements. Right? He's going to make. $40 million salary his first four years. So can I take a little bit less and sign with a bigger deal with a big deal with somebody else? Yeah, I can do that. It's okay. I know that if I want to own the NBA, I'm going to do that. So trust me, he's going to leave. He's going to be the guy. When it comes down to it, people talk about leaving, but "Ah, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay. Look, Luka Doncic is is pulling a big power play with the Mavericks now, but you know he's going to stay because where else are you going to go really where you can say I'm that much better? You got to let things cool off now and let people think that the Dallas Mavericks is a place you can go because right now you're nuclear after the last three days with everybody getting fired because no one can get along with Luka and Luka wants all these guys gone but eventually he's going to stay because Dallas is a really big market Mark Cuban spends money and players like him Uh, but you're not going to do it in New Orleans. So I'm not saying it's going to be the Knicks, but he's going to go someplace like New York or L.A. or Miami or Chicago, where he's going to be the hood ornament of the NBA for the next 10 years. That's where he's got to go to do it. He'll be the guy too. I thought he was going to hold out and say, I'm not going to New Orleans. I want New Orleans to make a trade with the Knicks so we can move, so the Knicks can move up so I can start my career in New York. He didn't do it. There was some talk that maybe they weren't that thrilled about the Pelicans, but his family was convinced that the Pelicans was the right place. Hey, great. I'm here. I want to be in New Orleans forever. Things are going to be great. Now they're not. He's going to go. He's not going to fall for it again and sign a max deal to stay in New Orleans. So he says, well, I'll do it when I'm 27. No, no. No, 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 no. He's going to do this when he's 22, 23. He will be the guy, and it's going to be an absolute feeding frenzy with we got to clear the decks for Zion. Zion's going to change the way that we do business. It's going to change the NBA. It's going to change the fortunes of our team, and everybody's going to line up for him. It's going to be like when Shaq became a free agent, when LeBron was making his decision, and that's coming in a couple of years, the first chance that Zion gets to do it.
5: You know me, I I love going into the realm of Dr. Ian Malcolm wherever I can and chaos theory. And I I like yours. Uh, In this case, I I think I agree with Ryan Hollins, who joined us earlier tonight. You can hear that whole conversation when the podcast goes up in about 45 minutes. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you get your audio. Uh, We appreciate you uh, being part of the extended family. Uh, Is that he'll get his bag here. Maybe he decides to give it another year, see how much influence he gets to have on the next coach. One of the interesting parts of the story was from The Athletic and, and further corroborated local uh, reporters is the, the idea that he was upset when J.J. Redick was sent away. right? And Redick came out with some very harsh words about the organization saying flat out he was lied to. And whether they needed to give him full you know, uh, uh, authority of where he wanted to go, whatever, if, if they gave their word, they gave their word. Uh, but if you don't have a no trade, in the end, the best deal is going to win out uh, whatever the, you know, my, my word is strong as oak kind of thing you got going <laughs> like it's Jerry Maguire. Uh, but the, the fact of the matter is, if he doesn't trust the organization, you're going on your third coach. And you've got some solid pieces, but you're young, right? It's a young team when Redick moved away. That was one of the veterans he'd bonded with a bit. Otherwise, Brandon Ingram, I guess technically is a veteran, but he's a guy that's just figuring out who he is as a player, right? He's now a star alongside Zion. And Lonzo Ball, I may, maybe the Williamson family is feuding with LeVar Ball. I mean, we don't know. All right, that, that, I'm just putting that out there because that would be fun theater. But but the, the reality is, like, Lonzo's probably leaving, right? Some talk, maybe he comes back to L.A. The Bulls reportedly want to kick the tire. See, a lot of the same teams as to where Zion might eventually want to work, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but in the interim, maybe he's not thrilled with Lonzo running running point. He didn't get along with Stan Van Gundy, didn't like the the style of coaching. So there's a lot to go through, but as we talked about with Luca, we talk about with all of these scenarios, it's a star league. So you've at least got to give them the opportunity to talk a little bit about the process and what the organization has coming down the pipeline. I mean, whether it's a move to Seattle or, or a sale of the team from Gail Benson or whatever it might be. <laughs> Don't worry, we're selling the team. Oh, okay, well, in that case, then I'll stay. All right, but that's great. But there, there's so much to it, right, and, and rumors that have been there forever, and you've seen top players go out the door. CP3, Anthony Davis. Remember Anthony Davis with 18 months left on his contract? He's like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> let's, let's let's figure this out and and he got his way out zion may have eventually go the same way uh if he does the same timetable i mean look at the 20 22 season and all of a sudden we got chaos as one of your biggest brightest new stars is saying i'm out crazy i'm
0: telling you he's gonna be the guy he's gonna be the one to do it he's got everything going for him to be that guy now the big thing that I'm going to wonder is could it happen before then? I mean, now, if you're the Pelicans, you have to understand you're never going to get anybody else like them. you got to get lucky in the lottery. You want to try to make it work as much as you can. But will, will they ever get to the point where they're like, you know what? He's not going to resign and he wants to go here and, and, and we, can, we, we can do this and, and we'll at least get something for him. I wonder if that I wonder if that would happen or if it would get to the point where the Pelicans get so upset or the, the Zion and his family get so upset. It's like, I'm not going to play for you again. And just like AD, you're going to trade me and I'm done, and I'm not showing up. I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy just hanging out, and you're going to trade me someplace where I want to go, and I'll sign an extent, whatever it's going to be. That, that's the big part for me is that I, I know this is coming in two years. I know it's coming the first chance he gets. He's going to leave the Pelicans. I just wonder if it's going to be so impatient that it's like, you know what, I'm just done, and I'm going to sit home, and you're going to trade me, and I know you're going to because it's the NBA, and you're going to get phone calls from Adam Silver saying, hey, you got to trade this guy. It's not worth but we don't want to. He's got. I'm sorry, we need Zion playing somewhere, and the Knicks are going to give you Julius Randle. So you call them, and you make that trade happen right now. Uh, that's the one thing. Are they going to accelerate the timeline at all? That's the only variable, uh, the only variant. I should say variant because then yeah, you know, it sounds cool. It's like a, it's a bi- um, yeah, it's a big word. It's, right the only var- it's the only variant in this equation because two years I know what's happening, but it could happen sooner. That's what I'm waiting for. Chaos, baby. Let's go. Twitter at How about a Fresca? Mike gets swollen dome the Jason Smith show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Oh! Uh, so how are you feeling, Loki? Two episodes in, I, I was, I was, I I'm, love I'm, it. I'm digging it. It's pretty cool. I love the reveal at the end. I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, it's kind of like I said. I kind of feel like this is between the excellence of Wandavision and the cookie cutterness of Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's kind of in the middle for me where, where, where right now it's not See, quite. I, I, Wandavision digging... was just brilliant.
5: No, sure. Yeah, from start to end, and, and obviously we uh, celebrate Catherine Hahn, go Cats, uh, wherever we can. <laughs> Graduated the same year I did. I, I can't say that I, I knew her, unfortunately, or, or if I did, we, we – I probably didn't make an impression Maybe on Maybe she either.
0: liked you. I like the guy in the purple
5: shorts. Oh, you know, what do you know? Are you Yeah, a but you know what? Fan? There were there no. were a lot of guys in purple shorts on the Northwestern <laughs> campus.
0: I'm going to be an actress and go make a lot of money in Hollywood. Well, I like people who like sports, so why don't you just beat it, Catherine Hahn? No, 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 Look, no, no. You're going to be, I, be I, a superstar. I knew a lot,
5: a lot of the theater <laughs> folks uh, back in the day. Anyway, the the point being, uh, <laughs> with, with Loki, I like the, the detective angle to it. Obviously, Hiddleston's fantastic. It's good to see Owen Wilson getting to be and do Owen Wilson things. And I just like that it's a, a journey that doesn't feel like it necessarily has to go anywhere. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. Like, Because everybody wants all their, hey, spoilers, here's what's coming. And I mean, how many times, hey, Mephisto's going to be here. And then he's gonna be here. <laughs> ah, damn it, he didn't show up in the third but he's gonna show up next week. I'm telling you right here. No, it's it's fantastic theater and good acting and great scripts. And I, I don't know who it was, but echoed my my sentiments for the first two episodes like we're just enjoying the ride. And if it gets us somewhere cool in the and ties back into the larger MCU for folks to get that thrill, great. And if I just get to watch some snarky dialogue and some well-acted scenes and, and occasionally you know one or two visual tricks that that give us a little bit of fun I'm, I'm all for it i'm just looking for a little bit of fluff right now that that's that i don't need it to have such grave meanings because let's face it i have not drawn up a huge whiteboard with all the connections anyway so uh for me I, i'm i'm all about having fun between that and the stamo show i'm having a great time Nice. Look at you. You're the one watching the Stamos show. You leave that alone. It's a fun (laughs) show, coach.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: Uh, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Uh, l- now, let's, let's uh, for a couple minutes here, because we have a big conversation about being dominant coming up in a couple minutes. But I want to bring uh, Alex Tyshirt in here on the show because whenever it comes to uh, health and well-being and fitness, when we have a big sports story, uh, Tyshirt's the guy I want to talk to. So this story, I don't know if you've, been paying attention to this t shirt. It's been pretty big the last couple
1: of weeks. All days. I do is watch sports, Jason. Oh, uh, sure.
0: <laughs> you sound so disingenuous. Uh, Shelby Houlihan is American Olympic distance runner. And a really good one. she got a couple of records in a couple of races. And she is now being able to still participate in track and field events still eligible for the Olympics as she goes through an appeal because she tested positive for an anabolic steroid, which, you know, is a big no-no for someone who does what she does. Right, right. Uh, So she's supposed to uh, appeal to see if she can get this reverse, continue to compete. Right now, going through the appeal, she's okay. Now, she was asked why she tested positive for an anabolic steroid. And she revealed that the crux of her defense was that – It was stemming from a pork burrito that she ate at a Mexican street food truck about 10 hours before she competed. So I ask you this. I've heard a lot of different reasons. People can test positive. Can you get anabolic steroids from a pork
1: burrito? So this sounds a lot like Medina spirit to me, Jason, where basically maybe that pork ate the same batch of hay. That the oh, trainer okay. was uh, having <laughs> okay. fun with.
5: Uh, All right, no a s- lawsuits going on there, <laughs> Tyson. <T-shirt>.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'll just say this, Jay. It is highly possible because I have a friend that uh, his a lot of his family's in Mexico, so uh-huh. they would go there a lot of the time and eat different foods and sometimes some that's probably questionable that you probably shouldn't eat. But they uh, a couple times he actually would go to different things too and tested positive for a lot of things as you said for antibiotic steroids. So I'll just say that it is possible. Um, okay. It's highly unlikely but it is possible it's definitely one of those things that i could see happening okay all right so you've heard of something like that a couple times actually man
5: all right okay all right i wanted to make
0: sure
1: so what is it
5: called awful o double f a l also awful awful like you're in canada it's awful awful fries well not awful but the idea that you're not eating your normal um cuts of meat yeah so you're getting into <sighs> heart, liver, and, and those kind of things as part of your, your eating. So maybe there's something in the the what gets retained yeah, in I, the animal's I, body that I, I guess she's trying to offer as an explanation here. Because she said she hmm. went back through her food diet and all of these things and, and training and being meticulous with her notes. And that was the only thing that was... Out of the ordinary.
1: Okay. I mean, depending on what they do with their testing too, I know they can change a lot of the things they look for and depending what supplements she takes, there could be a bunch of who knows what in those as well. So I mean, I'll buy it. I think it's a logical thing.
0: All right, there we go, Alex Tye, If he was if he was in WADA, you would be clearing her to compete. Absolutely, in the Olympi- okay, Absolutely. All right, there we go. I would never, I blamed
5: a burrito for anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no, there's things I've blamed a burrito. Upset for, stomach. Just, just not quite. I, this. I,
5: I, I love you, burrito.
0: There's there's uh, there's things you can blame. Oh oh, you know what? Hang on, I'll be right back. Why burrito? Okay, all right, we'll be right back. <laughs> okay.
5: Yeah, but that's normally when you've also <laughs> consumed, you know the brown alcohol or, or something to go along with it. <laughs> the demon alcohol is I've, what you I've have I've to used the de- Yeah, the demon <laughs> alcohol will get you. <laughs>
0: Twitter it out about a fresca. Mike gets swollen down the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Uh, coming up next, we got a very... Different kind of conversation about the most dominant athlete in sports right now. Actually, the two most dominant athletes aren't who you think they are. Plus, our final thoughts on the Nets and the Bucks as we head to Game
3: 7. This is Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
0: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oral greatness. All right. Now, before we get to a dominant conversation that's a different one than I think you've ever heard, uh, we got to spend at least 90 seconds on John Stockton, okay? We can spend 90 seconds on John Stockton. Yeah. Um, John Stockton, yes, that John Stockton, former Utah Jazz Superstar Hall of Fame point guard, uh, is appearing in a documentary uh, about the COVID vaccine. In that, you know, he, he is definitely an anti-vaxxer and the documentary that he appears in is called COVID and the Vaccine, Truth, Lies and Misconceptions Revealed. Right now, and in this, he talks a lot about uh COVID and and he disagrees with the way we have combated COVID like the country, the government, everything else disagrees with every way we've combated with it because
5: I I would argue against a lot of the stuff too,
0: but go on. (laughs) But he 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 disagrees, you know, there's certain things you can agree, I I get it, but he's talking about the overall strategy of dealing with COVID, right? Dealing with he doesn't, however, we've done to try to combat it, he doesn't like it because, in his own words, he has done a significant amount of of research on it. (laughs) I've done a significant amount. Hey, guess what? Hey, I found something on the internet that all the great scientists in the world have missed. You can believe this. You look at this stuff that I found here. All the scientists, the doctors, the government, they've all missed it, but I found it. I've I've done a significant amount of research on this. John Stockton, MD.
5: I don't know. Maybe that Gonzaga education, life experience, like you never know. Folks find random things. Uh, I'd like to know and, and I'll have to really, now he's got me wanting to watch exactly what his research has turned up. Um, And and I'm always curious. You got an alternate view of things. You want to bring things up. But you just say, I've done a significant amount of research. Yes, I've done research. I mean, that's a good tease. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. It's like radio and television. Hey, coming up after this. uh, Hey, here it comes. Uh, It's a good tease. Now, I I, I can't wait to hear what the payoff is. Well, the payoff's going to be this. And I told you that Donovan Mitchell
0: is the greatest jazz player of all time. I told you he was. That's the payoff. Is, is, that that is that tomorrow.
5: why? Is that why he came out in this thing? Because he's <laughs> mad. That he felt like he was snubbed, say, I I can top that? (laughs) With my significant Uh, amount of research. My significant amount of research. I read the internet. Is John Stockton pulling a LeBron James of, hey, I need some attention back on me? Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness.
0: That's (laughs) Uh, So, yes, this story I'm sure we'll hear much more of tomorrow. But that's, uh, yes, that John Stockton in that documentary. Boy, I've done research on it. So, today, look, look, the best news possible in sports happened today. Uh, Jacob DeGrom is okay. I, I thought you know. were going to say
5: Game 7.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, no, Game 7 is going to be great, and we'll pick it in a couple of minutes. But uh, DeGrom is okay after they examined his arm and everything is fine. All four injuries that have caused him to miss starts or leave games early are all unrelated, and DeGrom is fine. Okay, all right, that's great. I'm still nervous, and as I said last night, I'm going to hold my breath every time yeah. he pitches. bubble but-
5: wrap and duct tape, Absolutely.
0: But now that he is okay, and it looks like he'll start again soon, we can focus now on the season that he is having. And, you know, I thought about this thing because I was thinking about Shaq when he said that he's the most dominant player ever. Right? Like, they asked him about his nickname, Who Should You Be, when he was the big Aristotle and all these things. I'm the MDE most dominant ever. Like, am I as good as Wilt? Am I as good as Kareem? But I am more dominant in what I do, and it was hard to argue. Uh, I'll tell you this. The two most dominant athletes in sports right now – are Jacob de Gram and Simone Biles. I mean, we have we have talked about it and, and Jacob deGrom is dominating baseball better than anybody else. He's play, he's dominating it more than Mahomes dominates the NFL, more than Brady dominates the NFL, more than Kevin Durant dominates the NBA or Harden or Kyrie or Giannis, anybody else, not Jokic, no one else. He is the most dominant player in all of sports. And Simone Biles, what she's done, hey, I'll put I'll put her right at number two because of the way she dominates the gymnastics field. But clearly you want to talk about the the, the you know the three main sports, Degrom is dominating baseball unlike anybody else in the NFL or the NBA. It's not even close.
5: Can I I, I know Dave uh, went and he brought in Shohei Otani. We've got two two months plus of just ridiculous pitching and hitting uh stuff we've not seen a guy do uh at at this level obviously as guys are in high school whatever we do but uh once you you get to the major leagues it's a new world order going all the way back to that babe ruth guy which is kind of cool simone biles uh absolutely there's no question about it i i offer one other guy why because he he's had an impact on the world a whole other level and it's not about the mets what about cristiano ronaldo one is he, a, is he
0: more dominant as, than than Lionel Messi? Is he more dominant than Messi? Yeah, it's and I'm I mean, I mean, back and I mean, forth well, for them.
5: Well, and and, and this is going to be why, uh, because we watched the news conference the other day, and it, it's better visual than than radio, which is why we didn't play it because it, it didn't really translate. Uh, but the Coca-Cola being a huge sponsor uh, of all, all things, and we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars in their ad campaigns and sponsorship. Um, There there were two Coke bottles sitting in front of Ronaldo when he went to have a news conference uh, in the Group F opener in Euro 2020. And he took the Coke bottles and was upset, moved them away and yelled, agua! (laughs) And uh, Coca-Cola's share price dropped uh, by almost 2%. Which it was equivalent to about a $4 billion move over the next 24 hours. There, he is the most powerful and dominant man. Well, it also, it also, you know, Brady
0: backed him up, too, by saying, yes, you know, drink water, all these things. I'm, and I'm sure he found a way to get him
5: a pair of TB12 pajamas, too. And that's why he's ripped and cut like he is. Mine are in the mail. Let's go! Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike Gets Swollen
0: Dome. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Our Best of Podcast goes up in about 10 minutes on iTunes. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can get it. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Download it. Subscribe. We'll love you forever and ever and ever. My buddy Ben Maller coming up next. This is Fox. DeGromio.